is live again. You're listening to another Will Stake on Sports. Thank you for joining me this morning here, September the 17th. Today's podcast, 917. We want to play. Dot, 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 dot. Wish granted. Boy, I tell you. This, this is. Anyway, thank you for listening to today's show. Relax and listen to my opinions about sports for the next 29 minutes. Um, if you're on the road, especially if you are in the South, keep your eyes on the road. Just let, just listen to what I got to say. I'm going to give you my opinions about sports. Pick five games and preview the Western Conference Finals. That surprising matchup. I wanted the battle of L.A., but it's not the battle of L.A. All right, whatever podcast, when you do, li- if, if you're not listening to it live and you're listening to this show on demand, please hit that like, follow, or subscribe button, depending on the podcast platform that you are listening to today's show. On social media, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at WWS underscore sports show. And on Facebook, please go to my Facebook page and click the like button. We want to play. That is what it is. They want to play. Wish has been granted. The Big Ten will play an eight-game football season starting on October the 24th or maybe a week later, depending. I've made it clear. I don't care for college football this season. I'm only talking about this here just to make this point. The Big Ten canceled their season back in early August. Oh, by the way, the Pac-12 may be joining in this uncancellation. They may be playing also as they've gotten uh, the governors of California and Oregon to lift uh, the safety requirements so the kids can play football. Back in early August, when these both of these conferences canceled fall sports, there were over 160,000 deaths in the United States of America from COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Today, there's almost close to 200,000. And they have, they have now decided because of public pressure to go ahead and play college football because the kids want to play. And we got to listen to the kids, as I've heard so many former players say on a four letter, on fixed sports, on the nobody cares or whatever cable TV or network news it is. Everybody wants them to listen to. Everybody wants to listen to the kids now. Because you got to give in to that desire. I've already said how I feel about this. Open the stadium. Let everybody in. Don't social distance in the stands. In the stands, let them all in. That because we're back to normal. The global pandemic is over. Because the president of this country wants football. Got to get back to normalcy. <laughs> And a thousand people are dying a day from a global pandemic. The guys that get paid in the NBA, the NHL, 
They're either in a bubble or in Hub City. The WNBA ladies, they're in and their playoffs are getting ready to start. They're in a bubble situation. Major League Baseball, when they start their playoffs, they're going to be in Hub Cities. Not traveling all over the place. They're going to put teams in Hub Cities because they've seen the dangers and how hard it is to keep from from teams from having outbreaks. Major League Baseball paid players. The NFL hasn't had eh, no, there's been no incidents reported as of week one. They've only played one week. The other really interesting thing that would make anybody, I think, that sane scratch their head is the fact that these college campuses have had major outbreaks. The outbreaks have been so bad, they begged the students to self-quarantine. Begged. Here's what's really got to make you think about the adults that's making these decisions. The football players in the Big Ten Conference are going to get tested three, four times a week. I think that's what it said. I could be wrong, but I think it's somewhere in that neighborhood. And, (laughs) tell you, this is comedy. You have to laugh to keep from just being mad and just from just feeling the sadness of this of what this decision is or what they've made. But the school closed virtual classes. I mean, they closed actual in-person classes down at some of these colleges and universities. They go into virtual learning, made the kids self-quarantine on these college campuses. They're still only doing voluntary testing. They only, they don't, there's no mandate for testing on these college campuses. The football players are going to get tested three, four times a week. That's how important football is. College football. For the people that are going to make a profit or make the money from the TV contracts. Because the kids are not getting nothing out of this situation. The Big Ten got a quack to debunk their own science their own information that they got from a scientist that's I would say is an expert or a near expert in that field. They found a quack <laughs> to to tell them, ah, you can you don't have to worry about it. It may not be as bad. It may not now. There's no 100% guarantee. It just may not be what you think it is. Unbelievable. They're going to play football, folks, for college kids. And they're not getting paid. Open the stadium. That will be the last time I mention anything about college football in 2020. That's it. I don't care. I'm not watching. And I will not mention anything else about college football. That's my rant. That's my two cents. It hasn't changed. I just wanted to bring just piggyback on the big story that the Big Ten and the Pac, well, the Big Ten so far has made the reversal. The Pac-12 will soon follow. And here's the interesting thing about the Pac-12 before I go on to games and individual performances and sports that uh, that got my attention. 
there are wildfires in California, Oregon is being affected by it. The air quality is not good. It's not it's not up to par. It's so bad out there that the sky is orange. Anyway, <laughs> the air quality is horrible in these two places. It was even said last week, even if they had started the season on time, it's a possibility they'd have had to cancel games or postpone games because of the air quality. But that does not matter because maybe the air quality will be better by the time they start playing the conference football games in the Pac-12. But don't they got to practice in that stuff? Huh. They're going to play football. Everything else burn up, burn, just burn up around us. It doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as it don't burn up the college, as long as it don't burn, burn up the stadiums and the practice fields, yeah, go ahead. Put a mask on. Stupid people, I promise you. This, this is just absolutely stupid. Pay attention, Sonny. Pay attention. Hey, boy, pay attention to me when I'm talking to you. All right, let's get into Let me get into the games that and individual performances that got my attention. First of all, the L.A. Clippers blowing that 3-1 lead. I did not see that coming. Did not see them losing to the Denver Nuggets. Did not see them blowing double-digit leads in game five and six. And did not see the blowout that happened to them in game seven. Kawhi Leonard is getting a lot of uh, a flack for his lack of uh, production in the fourth quarter. There are those who are in glee that the Clippers lost. This is what happens when you are deemed the favorite and you play with swag or confidence and you beat your chest when you win. When you lose, everybody takes pot shots at you. They enjoy your misery from losing. Kawhi Leonard is not a boastful guy. He's a very quiet guy. He did make a commercial with a dangling chain with a crown on it. He didn't speak it, but the subliminal message was there that he's coming for the so-called King's crown. Um, I hate, I, I hate I just did that because I don't like referring to any dude or, yeah, any dude, player, whatever, as a king. You know what I'm saying? I know the old boy gave his, he's self-entitled. Uh, he gave, he gave himself that title. I, I just don't like referring to a dude as king. It just doesn't work for me all that well. But anyway, coming for the crown, coming for to be the best player in the NBA, like so many proclaimed when he won the finals MVP last year and led a Toronto franchise to their first championship. Now, there's been those on the other side of that argument who've been knocking it down, saying LeBron James is still a guy, and if it ain't LeBron, it's Giannis. If it ain't that, when KD gets back, he's the guy. But the Kawhi Leonard is not that guy because – he, if it wasn't for injuries with Golden State, he wouldn't have won. If if was a fifth, everybody be drunk. Some sometimes these debate sports debate shows, and I get it. They gotta fill the hour up with or two hours, however long they're on with um, content. Some of these arguments just go a little bit too far. If you support LeBron James. You support LeBron James. If you think he's the best player in the world, 
or the greatest player of all time, you are entitled to your opinion. I don't agree with that. I think Michael Jordan is still the greatest player of all time. And if you ask me, Kobe Bryant is ranked higher on that list of greatest players than LeBron James. But I get it. There are those who won't see it no other way. That's fine. LeBron didn't make the playoffs last year. Kawhi did. KD got hurt and his team lost. There's this notion when the argument supports you or what you want to say, you make excuses to say, well, this is what it is. Well, Kawhi only won because KD got hurt and then because uh, Clay wasn't able to finish game six. Again, who cares? It happened. That's the that's the circumstances that he was presented. He thrived. He succeeded. He's the finals MVP. And if you ask me at the time, he was trying to he, – he was the best player in the world. Now, as the season went on, you saw he was not the best player in the world. I picked the Clippers. I thought the Clippers would do it because I thought for the team they had last season – that pushed Golden State in that first round and to replace those guys with two legit two-way players that are superstars, that should put the Clippers over the top. It did not. They lost. They were focused on the Lakers all year. There's no other way to analyze it than that they choked. They They were too focused on the Lakers, and they lost. There's nothing else to say about it. I don't think Doc Rivers is an overrated coach. I love how all these instant analysis come out and say, well, was it Doc Rivers' fault? Doc Rivers tried to put his team in the best position he could to get them uh, to win games. They won three, and then for some reason, his guys did not make shots. A lot of that had to do with the Denver Nuggets. Speaking of the Denver Nuggets, Jokic was a problem for them because simply the fact is Montrez Harrell was never the same after in playing in the bubble. Um, Zubac cannot guard uh, Jokic. He can't. And for all the uh, accolades that Paul George, Pat Bev, and Kawhi Leonard has received on the defensive end, game seven, Jamal Murray went nuts. So it did not work out for them. And now the Nuggets are moving on. I don't have anything else to say then. My pick was wrong. And, okay, it's not the first time I've made a prediction in sports and been wrong. Trust me. So the Clippers are out. Go back to the drawing board. Try it again next year. All right, anyway, now speaking of Nuggets, I'm going to give the Western Conference preview before I go on to the what happened in game one of the Eastern Conference. Lakers, Nuggets, Lakers have a distinct advantage because they have two of the best five players in the world. There's no other way to analyze that except that I don't see anybody on the Denver Nuggets that can guard LeBron James, and I don't see anybody on the Denver Nuggets that can guard AD. But this is not a two-on-two game. This is a five-on-five game. The production the Lakers got in the semifinal round, will they be able to get that from Rondo? Will they be able to get that from Danny Green, Pope? Will the two bigs that didn't play in the Houston series, will they major have a factor against Jokic in this series? Not really, because if he sits out at the three-point line, that just pulls them from the basket. So I don't know. I don't think they're going to have that much of an effect in this game either. I mean, in this series either. Um, 
but they have no answer for LeBron James. Um, they can guard Jamal, maybe with Rondo, try Danny Green, try Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Kuzma's going to have to play. If LeBron and AD, let's just say they score 60, 70 points a game in all of these series, and they get 20, 25 points from everybody else, is the Lakers defense strong enough to hold that Denver team under 100 points? Is their defense that good? Because it was outstanding versus Houston when they downsized and they took the big out. Will they be able to do the same thing to the Denver Nuggets? That is going to be the key to that series is the Lakers defense because they're going to get the production from LeBron and AD. I think they're between the two of them, they're average at least between 60 and 70 points a game, which is going to be necessary to beat the Denver Nuggets. But can they get production from Caruso and those guys? We will find out. Because the one thing the Nuggets can do is shoot the ball. I don't think the Lakers are going to be able to handcuff them the entire game, you know. But can the Lakers shoot the ball and make shots like they did against Houston in the last four games against the Blazers? I'm pretty sure they're going to blitz or try to trap uh, Jamal Murray like they've done against Harden. The difference is the guy he's going to be passing to is seven feet and can see over the defense and is going to sit at three-point line with shooters all around him. To the game one in the Eastern Conference Finals, game two will be tonight between the Heat and the Celtics. Back and forth, back and forth. Before the start of the fourth quarter, before the start of the fourth quarter, the Celtics took control of that game. Marcus Smart made everything. He threw up everything he threw up went in. He was 50% from the three-point line. Jason Tatum is still making that ascent to being one of the best uh, offensive scorers in the NBA. Jalen Brown had a solid game. Kimball Walker gave them nothing um, like he did in the last couple of games in the Toronto series. Miami just kept clawing. They stayed around, stayed around. Even when the Celtics went up late by five points, Tyler Hero, they leave him. He drains a three. He down by two. He take the lead briefly uh, in the regulation. Jimmy Butler, three-pointer from the corner. Celtics tied up. Jalen Brown, I mean, not Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum has a look in the little inning, and he misses. This is just going to be one of those series where who is going to make the last play. Boston has two very good athletic wings. They are, and, and Marcus Smart is a dog. He is a dog. He's a flopper, but he's a dang-gone dog. And Tice is playing well for them uh in the playoffs so well i don't they don't even Ian's can of turn does not even make the floor most games um but if bam Adebayo still has the advantage over him gonna come down execution at the end of the game just like it did in that last game huge block by bam Adebayo. i'm not sure if i would go as far as magic johnson and say that's the greatest block i've ever seen I don't know. I don't mean it, it, it. It's pretty significant, but not the greatest. It was an outstanding play. There are other blocks that come to mind that could rank a little higher in given uh, round situation uh, in the playoffs or NBA finals. But anyway, great play by Bam. Showed the strength to block a guy uh, who 
cocked that thing back to throw it down, and he got met. Jalen Brown's good, man. He he makes he's he's getting to that point to where he's becoming that type of scorer like the Kobe's, the Jordans, and not on that level. I'm talking about contested shots because he contested some of his shots and he still made them, except for that last one, the last two of the one at the end of regulation and then the one at the end of uh, overtime. So, thirty points for him, and that was a lot with a hand in his face and tough shots. He even made a hook. Like my goodness, the Heat going Drogic is eating up Kimba Walker because. That's where Toronto went. I expect the Heat to keep doing it. Get whoever he's guarding in a pick situation. Make them fight over the screen. That's simple basketball. That is, and playoffs are about matchups, and that's a simple matchup. Game two tonight, Heat, if the Heat take a 2-0 lead, they give themselves a good chance. It's not over, though, even if they go up 2-0 or if they lose tonight and it's 1-1. still going to be a long series. It's not going to be a short series. So looking forward to that. Go Heat. Anyway, um, I didn't, uh, Monday Night Football, real fast. The Pittsburgh Steelers just absolutely just put a stifling defensive performance on uh, Saquon Barkley. Dupree, Watt, Hayward, uh, Bush, Fitzpatrick, Joe Hay. Man, that defense is legit. But they made a con- uh, a very strong, conscious effort to not let Saquon Barkley get off. That's just smart because, really, Daniel Jones is not that guy at quarterback. I know he made a couple of plays, but he ain't the guy. I'm sorry. He's just not it. So, yeah, you just send 11 guys to go tackle Saquon, and that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers did. So, there's nothing else to say about that. I don't want to get into the Titans and the Broncos because I didn't watch it because I didn't think it would be good, and the score said it wasn't, 16-14. Anyway, so, all right. This week's picks, uh, I'm going to pick five games. going to make my picks against the line. Last week I went two and three. Thank you, uh, Rams and uh, the Ravens. And who else did I who else did I pick? And they didn't cover or they didn't do what I thought they would do. It was the Rams, the Ravens. I lost the game between the Rams, the Ravens. I can't remember the other game. But anyway, this week I hope to do better. All right, here's the five games that I'm going to be picking this week. All right, game one. Jaguars at the Titans. Jaguars are nine point dogs in this game. Uh, it really should be Tennessee's a double-digit favorite. Jaguars, they, they, they haven't won in Nashville since 2013, and they won't do it here either. Matter of fact, the last two times, the last two meetings at this place between these two AFC South um, teams, it has been ugly. Double-digit wins for the Titans. I see the same thing happening here. I know what Minshew did last week with the one incompletion. That's a great performance. I don't see him duplicating that this week uh, against the Titans in Nashville. Moving on, Rams and Eagles. Uh, really basically a pick em game. The Rams are favored by one point. I don't know why that is. Well, maybe because of the simple fact is Carson Wentz just absolutely stunk up the joint after starting off real well in that game between uh, the Eagles and the Washington professional football team. The Eagles made Dwayne Haskins look like he had turned the corner and become a solid NFL quarterback. I don't agree with that notion. I'm going to get into the Washington game uh, next. But anyway, uh, this, this Eagles team better block better than they did last week because they didn't block worth the dog on last week. Uh, Carson Wentz got sacked eight eight times. 
I know there were some guys missing on the offensive line. Matter of fact, they're returning a big-time offensive lineman this week. That should be able to shore up some of their issues and help them this week. I'm not too particular. I, I guess that will help. I'm not really sold on the Rams, although they did beat the Cowboys last week. I, Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd both got a, a sack last week. They got to be just licking their chops, thinking <laughs> they can eat a little bit more this week. But I think the Eagles will be able to rebound at home. Carson Wentz should be better. He's got uh, two very good tight ends, and one of those tight ends is playing for a contract, so that might have a lot to do with that should help. Nothing is nothing in sports, especially for professionals, work better than motivation, and his motivation is more money. All right, the Washington professional football team is at the Arizona Cardinals. The last time these two teams played in Arizona was in 2018, and Washington won that ball game. Not this time. Not happening. Kyler Murray. I just threw out a question before the season started. The last two MVPs have come from second year starting second year quarterbacks starting uh two year second year players starting at quarterback in their second year after their rookie year. This is Kyler Murray's second season. Um I don't know if he's gonna make that leap like Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, but I tell you what, after what I saw against San Francisco, he is well on his way. That kid he may be short, but he can move. Um, Washington got eight sacks last week. They're gonna he, he's gonna he's gonna have some heat on him now. He's gonna have some heat from Chase Young and the boys. Uh, but I think they Arizona should have enough. They 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 have uh, they had a good game plan last week from Kingsbury, and that game plan was to get the ball to uh, DeAndre Hopkins as as much as possible. That worked last week. They may follow that same formula this week. They're going to have to get the ball out of that kid's hands a lot quicker. Uh, he's not going to be able to sit in the pocket against that Washington team. But anyway, Arizona is almost a touchdown favorite. I'm going to go with Arizona at home to get that touchdown. All right, Kansas City at the L.A. Chargers. The Kansas City team, um, this is a coming off that 10-day layoff after they played on opening night and beat the Houston Texans. The Chargers, they're dogs at home. That's what it is. What it is. Um, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa are as good as it gets uh, as young defensemen, as uh, defensive players in the N, the F, and the L. But they're playing against Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City professional football team. They're not playing against the number one overall pick in Joe Burrow. They're playing against the league MVP and the face of the league and that offense. Take a. What are you going to take away now? I don't think that was the aberration that happened with the running back uh, uh, from LSU. I'm not going to butcher his name, number 20, whatever his number is. But I'm, that was not an aberration to me, and they still got all those other weapons. I don't think no way in the world you're going to try to come down in the box and try to stop the running game. So I still think he will eat this week. And again, Patrick Mahomes will play a, a patient game. Take what the defense gives him. Go from there. Only way they lose this ball game is if some way, somehow, Joy Bosa, Melvin Ingram, and those guys on the defensive side of the ball absolutely uh, give their offense plenty of chances. Not sold on Tyrod Taylor, but he's a steady professional. Keenan Allen is one of the best wide receivers in the game. Also, Williams on the other side. So, listen, the Chargers are a solid team. <laughs> That's all I'm going to give them. And then... Anytime you play at home, it's a you should have somewhat of an, of an advantage. Not so much the case in this case because, well, there are no fans in the stand. But anyway, I'm going to take Kansas City to cover the points on the road in L.A. 
Patriots at the Seahawks. Seahawks are four-point favorites in this game. There will be no crowd at the 12th man this year. That should help the New England Patriots out greatly because the 12th man is the best home field in professional football up there in the great Northwest. Russell Westbrook, he's getting ready. He's on his uh, – This that was a solid, outstanding performance against Atlanta. I know Atlanta isn't all that great on defense, but still – they're still professionals, and he had a great game. So that should get this campaign rolling to where it could be a possible MVP season for Russell Wilson. This is a uh, bad matchup for the New England Patriots because they're not going to push the uh, Seattle football team around like they pushed the Dolphins around for 217 yards last week. Cam Newton's going uh, to have to go downfield. Speaking of Cam Newton, Miami Dolphins, Listen, if you don't like the guy talking trash during the game, you stop him doing the game. You don't try to snatch the dude's chain after the game because he's talking junk because he won. That's usually what happens when the team wins. They talk junk. Anyway, back to this game. No way they're going to be able to push uh, Seattle around for 217 yards. I do not see that happening. I think Seattle... Um, will be able to they're going to force them to try to push the ball downfield I don't see how that's going to happen because these are the same dudes that was with Tom Brady last year and they didn't push the ball down the field with him they're not going to be able to push the ball, the ball down the field this week the Seahawks should win this easily on Sunday night football ongoing with the Seahawks not just to cover the four points but to absolutely dominate the New England Patriots all right, there is a game tonight. I don't care about Thursday night football. After the first week, I don't care because I don't agree with them playing four days after a, a, a game on Sunday. That's just absolutely crazy to me. And plus, this game tonight is absolutely trash. These are two bad teams. Baker Mayfield still hasn't improved, you know, for Hulu Half Live Sports. That dude is making more. That dude's made another commercial. How is that? How is that coming off that horrible season? He still picks up another commercial for another product. Whatever. Um. Yeah, don't care about that. Because it, tonight, the Heat and the Seas will play game two, so I'll be watching that. I don't really care. And plus, these two teams anyway will be playing for the top pick in the 2021 draft. All right, real quick before I get out of here, uh, the Premier League, my Manchester City side will start on Monday, so I'll give my thoughts on that on Monday. And the Bundesliga is getting ready to start. A lot of, a lot of young Americans um, are making their debut in the Bundesliga this year. Uh, La Liga is going to start. So the world's game of football is up and running, and they're going to allow fans, fans, no limitations on the uh, – fans attendance in the Bundesliga. Congratulations to them. So really interested in seeing what Reina does um, with uh, uh, Jaden Sancho and also with Holland. Borussia Dortmund is trying to uh, take away Bayern Munich's consecutive run on Bundesliga top of the table finishes during the season. They got a chance. Very talented team. Very talented team at Borussia Dortmund, but Bayern Munich is the European best club as they are the defending Champions League champs. 
right, I went two minutes over. So if you had to be there at 730 and you're still listening to me and you're in your car, you are late. <laughs> and if you got to be there at 8 o'clock, you got 27 minutes. Thank you guys so much for taking for listening to today's show. Close the show the same way every single time. Say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I will holler. Be safe, especially those in the southeast. Be safe. <laughs>